So let us uh, let us recap what we're holding right now. We're in the middle of Perik Membeis, and we're talking here about Yiras Hashem and how to go about getting Yiras Hashem. And the Alter Rebbe says that the key to Yiras Hashem is in Das, lies in Das. In order to be able to have Yiras Hashem, you have to have Das of Hashem, knowledge of Hashem, Da Esolakei Avicha. Of they who believe of Shalom, that when we have Das, then we can serve Hashem with our heart and have Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. And Das, the, the idea of Das is that is the capacity to be able to connect to that something which we understand, the concept that we understand. So when we can connect, in other words, we all know that there's a neighbor there, as in the story that we said last week about the, the maid who said that there's a neighbor's there. We can all say that there's a neighbor's there. We might even know it in a cerebral way, an abstract way. But if we can connect to that with, the, with Das, then we are able to have Yiras Hashem. Weird. So from where do we get Das? So that we went through three, uh, three, uh, three points. Number one, we, our Neshama receives the capacity of Das from Moshe Rabbeinu. That's number one. Number two, in every single generation, there are nitzutzim of Moshe Rabbeinu, sparks of Moshe Rabbeinu that come down in every single generation. And they, they teach das to the, to the people. In other words, they, uh, by them teaching Torah to the, to the nation. And just also by their, by their mere presence. And um, their mere presence reveals elokus to us and allows us also to have das and to be able to connect. That's number two. And then number three, the Alter Rebbe says, here comes our own Avreda. We had to, to be able to have Das, it's not enough to have the fact that our Neshama um, has a Yanika, receives uh, some sort of lifeline, uh, some sort of line of Das from Meshur Rebbeinu. It's not even enough that we have a Rebbe, but we have to do our own Avreda. What is this own Avreda that we have to do? So the Alter Rebbe divides it into two parts. Part number one, the first part he says is Yigiyas Basar. And the next part, he says, is Yigiyas Hanefesh. Yigiyas Basar, the first thing we have to do is we have to make sure that the Basar, the flesh, the body, the guf, and the Nefshah Bahamas doesn't get in the way of our ability to connect to Hashem. And the way we do that is by deprioritizing the guf and the Nefshah Bahamas. Because ultimately, as discussed on many different occasions, we each, each one of us has a, um, two different nefashes. We have two, uh, two animating forces within us. There's the nefesh Kish and the nefesh Bahamas. And as we've also discussed on various occasions, the difference between the nefesh Kish and nefesh Bahamas is not in, 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 in details. This one wants this and this one wants that. As we discussed many times, that's more Yetzir Toiv and Yetzir Hara. Yetzir Toiv wants one thing, Yetzir Hara wants another thing. Yetzir Toiv actually wants many different things. Yetzir Hara wants many different things. The Nefesh Lakis and Bahamas are fundamentally different in their, in their agendas and their goals, which is the Nefesh Bahamas is self-centered. And the Nefesh Lakis is centered around Hashem. It's Hashem-centered, Bittel-centered. And a Nefesh Bahamas life is fundamentally different than a Nefesh Alakis life in that the center of gravity is completely different. And the reality of everything is different. The Nefesh Alakis experiences every single thing, every moment of every day, every experience. The Nefesh Alakis experiences it in a different way than the Nefesh Bahamas does. The Nefesh Bahamas experiences everything from an egocentric perspective. What's in it for me? And the Nefesh Bahamas. I am real, the world is real, and it's all about me. And the Nefesh Alikis, I'm not so real, the world is not so real. It's not about me, it's all about Hashem. And you really can't live in these two orbits at the same time. It's, you have to really make your choice. What is going to be your reality? When you wake up in the morning and you take on the day, what is going to be my reality today? Is my reality today that I was created to serve to serve my Creator, to serve Hashem, or do you wake up and I was created today to to serve myself? It's a fundamental difference. In life, we can have many different desires. They don't necessarily contradict each other. So I can like chocolate ice cream, and I can also like vanilla, vanilla ice cream. 
And I don't have to, if I, to like vanilla ice cream, I don't have to give up my chocolate ice cream. I can like both of them, and that's fine. And then after that, I can like a comfortable bed going to sleep. And then after that, I can even enjoy sitting down with a, with a Gemara and sitting and learning a Blat Gemara. And I don't have to give up one for another. These are all different enjoyments that I have. Because they're not, all, they're, they're not at odds, fundamentally at odds with each other. I enjoy one thing, I enjoy another thing. But then it's not, I'm enjoying this, I'm enjoying that. It's two totally different ways of viewing the world. And if I live my life with, from a Nefesh Bahamas perspective, how can I expect to have Das and to be able to really connect to the real reality, the reality of the Nefesh Lakis, the reality of Hashem, the reality of Torah, the reality of Bittl. So in order to be able to have Das, it's not enough to take time to focus on it. I actually first have to disengage from the current, my current modality, my current Nefesh Bahamas modality, in order to be able to enter the Nefesh Kis modality and to leave behind the Nefesh Bahamas modality, that means, in, a simple, in, a, in simple words, deprioritizing Olam Haza and the physical and all those pleasures, because all those things get in the way of being, being able to have Das, of being able to truly connect to Hashem. So that was part number one in our Avedah. Yes? It's not that you're saying, that's what you say. I'm, I'm serving my. I'm going I'm to utilize my nephishel piece to serve myself. That's not what. That's a that's an oxymoron. That's a contradiction in terms. Right. Well, to say to use the nephishel piece to serve myself is a contradiction in terms. Okay. So how do they coexist? One second. What? It's referring to the Nefesh Bahamas. The Gufa Nefesh Bahamas is synonymous. Yeah. How, how do they coexist? They look like each one's antagonistic to the other. They don't coexist. They don't coexist. No. So you have to make a choice? There we go. That's exactly what we're saying. And but as we have, mentioned... But, but you need to sit, but you have to use your Nefesh Bahamas to sustain yourself in order to... to you need it just... That's correct. In a Hanami, but then but the Nefesh Bahamas could be in the service of the Nefesh kiss. And then they, that's, that, in that way they can coexist. If and when the Nefesh Bahamas is just serving the needs of the Nefesh kiss, then they can coexist. But the Nefesh Bahamas with its agenda and with its view and its perspective cannot coexist with the Nefesh kiss. As we mentioned last week, that's what uh, the Navi, that's what Shane told Rivka about Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov and Esav represent the Nefesh Shalikis and the Nefesh Bahamas. And the Navi says, the Navi told them, that there are Shnei Goyim Bevitnech, and which means that when one, when one uh, strengthens himself, the other is weak. The, the, um, you know, Yaakov and Esav, they can't, they're, they're, not, they're never equally powerful because they can't coexist. And on Shabbos, is it a little bit, the Shabbos is a little bit different on, on Shabbos and Yishmak and On Shabbos, the Nefesh Holikis needs more the Yishmak of the Nefesh Bahamas, but it still has to be in the service of the Nefesh Holikis. In Perik Zayn, the Rebbe talks about using physical things. L'shem mm-hmm. Shamayim. So he says, Oy b'shvil, for example, if you're, you, if you're eating and drinking, k'day l'kayim, it's just oy n'k Shabbos v'yamtif. But that's an important point, k'day l'kayim. It's taka has to be emes, that you want to be, have oy n'k Shabbos v'yamtif, in which case, it's taka the Nefesh Shalakis' agenda, because the Nefesh Shalakis wants that. Okay. You have to finish the Shemot in Shabbos. You have to enjoy it. You have to fit too. Right, right. And then we move on to the next point, which Alter Rebbe says, next, the next uh, way of getting Das, and that is, Alter Rebbe says, is by Yigiyas HaNefesh, and that is by being misboyed and contemplating the Gedulas Hashem, contemplating the greatness of Hashem, and thereby 
connecting, connecting to it through his boininess. Rabbi Rebbe says that this, how long do you have to be misboinin, how long do you have to meditate and contemplate into the greatness of Hashem, it's not the same by every, by every person. Some people it takes longer and some people take shorter, depending on how sensitive and how holy the neshama of the person is. Someone who has a very sensitive and holy neshama, it'll take a shorter amount of time. And someone who is a neshama is not so um, refined and is more coarse, and especially if the person has done averis, it'll take longer to arrive at das. However, the Alter Rebbe says, ultimately, everyone will get to das if you try hard enough. And that will get too soon. But first, I want to talk a little about this meditation that's required in order to get to das. And in terms of his boininus, in terms of meditation, there are really two different types of meditation. There's one type of his boininus, one type of contemplation, and that is a bina contemplation. And there's another type of contemplation, which is a das contemplation. And I want to point out four of the primary differences, all of them taken from the Tanya, which we're learning in here in Perik Mebeis, four of the primary differences between a bina contemplation and a das contemplation. Bina contemplation means that you sit and you're thinking about something and the purpose of your thinking is in order to understand something, you want to comprehend something, you want to grasp something. There's a certain idea, whether it's a Gemara, whether it's a, a, a Shagas Arya, or Lahavdil, uh, some sort of concept in science, whatever it may be, Bina means that your mind is working in order to be able to understand something. Das is different. Das is that you're contemplating not because you want to understand it, but because you want to absorb it and because you want to connect it. So how does this play out practically? So you have, a, a, you have over here, you have a paper. So how could you absorb something that you don't understand? Absorbing what? And that's why Das has to follow Bina. So you need Bina. You need, you of course, das, yes. You need Bina. Mm-hmm. And not two separate. Right. There's a say there. Chachma Bina Das. Chachma is the, the flash of inspiration. Bina is the thinking about it to understand all the details. And then you move on to Das. So the first difference between a Bina contemplation and a Das contemplation is the length of the Hizbaninus. How long do you have to contemplate? So if you're trying, if it's a, if it's a Bina contemplation, you're thinking about something because you're trying to figure it out. So how long are you going to think about it? How long are you going to contemplate? There's a famous joke that says, why is it that when you lose something and you go looking for it, you always find it in the last place that you look? And the answer is, because once you found it, why would you, why would you continue looking? <laughs> so it's always in the last place that you're going to look. And a similar way, how long are you going to are you going to think about something to figure it out until you understand it? Once you understand it, there's no need to keep on thinking about it. So let's take a very very simple muscle. Let's say you're trying to understand the concept of two plus two equals four. It's a very obviously a very rudimentary example. So you're going to think about it. The concept of two, you add two, and the, that will equal to the that, that will equal the quantity of both of them together. And once it clicks in your mind, once you figure it out, there's no need to continue thinking about it. You have it. You figured it out. And that's a very simple muscle. But whatever it is, you're learning, you're learning Gemara, you're learning a Perik Tanya. How long are you going to think about it until you feel you get it? And we all know, we've all experienced that, that sometimes that uh, we're having difficulty understanding something. We apply ourselves to it. We think about it. And then, aha, we finally, we get it, we think about it a little longer just to make sure that we have all the details and everything it fits into place, and then we move on. Why are we moving on? Because what's the point of thinking about it weiter if I already figured it out? So that's the length of his brain. You know, Bina, the length depends on the person's intellectual capacity and the, and the complexity of the topic, and it could be brief. So how long do you think about it? It could be longer, it could be shorter, depending on how smart you are, depending on how difficult the topic is. But the bottom line is, as soon as you understand it, you move on, and if you get it very quickly, you could think very quickly. In other words, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to take a long time. Sometimes it could take a short time. The Das meditation, so the Hisbaninus requires a good deal of time. A lot of concentration and focus, immersion is required in order for an abstract idea to click and resonate. So in Das, the point is you're trying to connect with it, and therefore it takes time. 
It takes time. It takes time to process. It takes time to think about it. It takes time to connect it. And therefore, it's not about, oh, I understand it. I can move on. Even after you understand it, you keep on thinking about it because the point is to connect it and to immerse yourself in it and to make it into your reality. Each person is different than I. Each person is different and Das also. That is correct. But that's a different thing. We said earlier, for example, when Das, when it comes to Hashem, the difference is going to be how sensitive your neshama is. Some people, it clicks quicker. But it's not about when do I get it, it's about when did I connect with it. So to connect with something takes time for everyone. The question is how long? But it's not about, oh, I understand that I move on. That's number one. So again, I'm trying to say, so just connecting to an idea or to a concept. Yes. Connecting. Yes. Like, Adam yadas chava. Bina comes first. Bina comes first. Bina is understanding it. First you have to understand the idea, and then you can connect it and... and I, 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 you might have spoken about this, I'm sorry. So why don't we ask for Das first? We mentioned Das first. Shouldn't we mention Bina first? That's a good question. When Enosh is below Adam, right? Sorry? Adam is above or below Enosh. Adam and Enosh. Are Adam is higher than Enosh. You have in the Pasuk, however, Over there, Bina comes before Das. I've never seen it addressed. I, I can guess that ultimately the main Nakuda is Das. Because that, so maybe you're getting to, the first thing is das. That's the main thing. It's like minakav dalakal. It's like the reason why we do havdallah and chinnah das because im ein das havdallah minayin, right? Which my next question: Why is why this question to das? Im ein bina havdallah minayin. That's not really connected to das. You need bina to be mounted. Right? I don't know. Maybe you just chapt on das because that's the first part of the but it's really bina. That required to In real life, you need Das to make Avdallah. But I, I want to move on. We can talk about this later. I think that says that with Bina, I don't know if he's right, but it's connected to Bin, Bain. Be able to distinguish. The Lashna is in Das Avdallah, not in Bina. He works with, with Bina. Okay, this is going off a little on the side. This is an interesting uh, question, but this is going off a little on the side. And Mistam Emirat Vagina. The next difference between a bina meditation, a bina is bainus and a das is bainus, is in terms of the regularity. How often do I have to think about it? So, bina, how often do I have to think about something? Once until I get it. Once I understand that two plus two equals four, do I have to revisit it every single day and think about it again? Once I got it, I got it. If I understand the halacha and shulchan aruch, complicated. Once I once I got it, now I might want to think about it once in a while to make sure that it stays in my memory. To me, it's taking my memory. But that's not a function of Bina, really. In other words, that's not about getting it, that's supposed to be refreshing my memory. Das, on the other hand, as the Al-Tarebbe says over here, it requires, it requires uh, constant maintenance. Let's do it. Bina, in terms of regularity, there's no need to revisit an idea once one has grappled with it and feels comfortable that he or she fully understands it. On the other hand, Das, the meditation requires regular practice to ensure that all default habits and patterns of thinking do not return. So in terms of connecting to Hashem, it requires constant maintenance. The fact that... To, to use an example. So we learned uh, a while ago, we learned Periklamet Beis in Tanya. I don't know, maybe it's two years ago already, a year and a half ago. All about obviously so. And how to come about having obviously so. Some of you may remember it. What we learned, the idea of nafshe ikar vegufe tafel, how the importance of making your nefesh the ikar and the guf the tafel. But even if it's stored in the back of my mind, and even if I know it, and even if someone asks me a question, I can say, oh, oh, oh. this is what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya. To have das, to full, to connect to that idea, I need, I need to revisit it every once in a while and reconnect it. And reconnect, especially when it goes against nature, against what we're used to, the normal patterns of thought and behavior. If I want to stay connected, I have to revisit it. And it has to be constant because to connect to something, it's not, I can't just think about it for an hour and then move on. Even if I understood it, it has to be constantly connecting to it. Now, last week, 
for those of you here, you remember, I, I, I recall that there was a sikha from the Fidh Rebbe, where the Fidh it says, um, the Rebbe writes over here, that um, on page 118, he says, the avoid is, Hashem, to think deeply and to contemplate the greatness of Hashem, a large and uh, continuous hour. So someone asked me last week, I don't remember who, but someone asked me, what? What is a Shagadela? Who asked me? I don't remember. It was you? Yes. I told you the Sikha from the Fidik Rebbe. So I dug it up. It's a Sikha from the Fidik Rebbe from Yud Beis Tammuz, Tafresh Tzadik Beis. Yud Beis Tammuz, that's 1932. Again, it's not yet printed, but... Um, and I, I'm going to read you the words. I can't say I fully grasp what the words are, but they're very, very powerful words. I'll read it in Yiddish and I'll translate. Das Vashtetan Tanya Yispainen Shagadela so the Rebbe says, that which it says in Tanya, to think a big hour. What does it mean a big hour? Does an hour have 180 minutes? What does it mean a big hour? Every hour is 60 minutes. Now the Pirish is, but the meaning is like this. It's a large hour every day. One hour every day, seven hours every week, 30 hours every month, 365 hours a year. And then, after 10, 15 years, you become a mensch. By the older chsidim, this was the idea of shkida. Shkida means constancy. Yeah, He's saying that if you put in an hour a day, every day, in 10, 15 years, you become a mensch. Which tells you a little about um, what it means. This, obviously, this doesn't mean that for the 10, first 10, 15 years, you're a behemoth. And then suddenly, boom, a flash, you know, the light bulb goes on and you become a mensch. We're talking about it's a, it's a process and it's an avoida. And obviously, after one week, you're going to be a week ahead of where you were last week. You're developing a little dust. He's saying that after 10, 15 years, that's when the, you see the full, um, the full results of Davide. They're very powerful words over here. But Das, to really, really connect, it takes time. It takes time and it takes immersion. And everyday Pasha taking some time, taking an hour. If it's not possible an hour, yeah, this, the Rebbe doesn't say this, but I'll, I'll say this. If you can't do an hour, so do half an hour. But before Davide, taking some time to think about the greatness of Hashem, in a das way, it's not about trying to figure anything out, it's not about trying to understand, it's about connecting to it, and eventually after time, you become connected, you partially become connected, and once you become connected, as the Altarebbe continues, Yiddish mind becomes something which is um, a natural thing. So the Kim Yisraeli, before they were davening for hours and hours, make kavan. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. they do. The next difference between Bina and Das is the, med- the style of the meditation. So, what would be an example of somebody thinking about that? The nature of uh, how great the world is, uh, the creations are? The greatness of Hashem, the greatness of His creation, the greatness of His kindness, all the different, uh, yeah. yeah. So what's it, that would be the facts about the creation, the facts of the Kodesh uh, attributes and... Just yeah, they're like ma- they're. But the bina would be is to, is what would the, the bina part would be? Bina is learning, uh, learning a say from Musar, learning a say from Chassidus, and figuring out what it's saying and understanding it well. And the das is follows that afterwards. The das follows that afterwards. So now we till now we spoke about the length. It has to be. It can't be in one minute to to, to connect. The process takes time. It has to be regular. That was point number two. Yes. Point number three is the style of it, the style of this business. When you're trying to figure something out, your mind is working like an investigative journalist. You're trying, you're probing it, you're analyzing it, you're trying to understand it better, trying to figure out the different details and aspects and applications. And sometimes when you're thinking about something, and it's not about you're not trying to figure anything out. By way of example, if you had in your life a momentous occasion and a momentous experience. Let's use, for example, your wedding. But everyone else could have different, uh, different, uh, very strong, powerful occasions, whatever it may be. Everyone has a few of those, few, few, few of those in their lives. And every once in a while, your mind goes back, and you'll sit for five minutes, and you'll sit for ten minutes, 
and you'll just revisit, revisit that time. The purpose of revisiting that time, you're not trying to understand anything better. You're not trying to figure anything out. There's nothing that you're trying to grasp better. And when you finish the, you know, after you finish your five minutes or 10 minutes, it's not like, oh, now I understand something better. I have a better, no, nothing. What were you doing? You were immersing. You are immersing yourself on that time. You are re reconnecting to that time. That's a das type of hispoidimus. A das type of hispoidimus is that after you learned about the greatness of Hashem. So when you're learning in the greatness of Hashem in a Perik Tanya, you're trying to understand it and trying to understand the details and how it works and how it functions and everything of that sort and how Hashem's chesed works. And that's all analytical. That's bina. That's a bina contemplation. A das contemplation is not analytical. The purpose we have over here, the meditation style, a bina, the meditation, meditation is academic and investigative, seeking to fathom an idea, and thus the medication fo focuses on absorption and application. Using another muscle, which we said once before, I think when we learned Peter Gimel, is imagine if you're looking at a painting. So there are two ways to look at a painting. One way you're looking at a painting, especially if you're uh, someone who appreciates art, you're looking at the different shades and the colors and the way that the frame offsets the, the canvas and the type of paints that were used and the different lines and, and, and styles. That's one way. So you're looking at it and your mind is investigating it. You're analyzing it. And you're like, oh, now I get that. Oh, now I get that. That's one way of looking at a painting. That's a Bina way of looking at a painting. What's a Das way of looking at a painting? You're not trying to figure anything out. You're appreciating and you can sit for five minutes and just take it all in. Take it all in. The beauty of it. That's a das. Das is that which you learned. Just sit with it. Sit with it. Think about it. And allow yourself to connect to the ideas that you learned. That's um, difference number two. Difference number three between a bina hisbaininus and a das hisbaininus. You said before, but uh, sometimes you sit down and you look back for your wedding. But then they have CD, they have video. Sometimes after a few years, you sit down and see it in a different world for you. You know, you see what was years ago. So sometimes you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I recognize that person. And who's that person? And when did that? That's all Bina. Yeah. Sometimes you're not, you're not trying to figure anything out. You're just enjoying it. You're, yeah. you're just looking at it just and taking it in. Scenery. Yeah. So, yeah. There's some total. Of By way of example, so today, for the Babashir Chassidim, we don't get to see the Rebbe. Um, we watch videos. So I watch videos, uh, I try to watch very often, and you know, that's a way of das, it's a way of connecting. And so sometimes you're watching a video of the Rebbe, you know, by Fabrengen, the Rebbe speaking, and then you're very, you know, you're focused on hearing what the Rebbe is saying and trying to understand what the Rebbe is saying. And sometimes you're just watching a video of Fabrengen, the Rebbe singing, or the Rebbe giving out dollars, and you're just you're just connecting. You're connecting. You're. Um, it's a good example. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that, that's a das way. That's trying to uh, trying to connect. <clears throat> Could you explain, according to Chassidus, how would it tie into Atahoraisal or das Hashem or Kim? Why the emphasis on das and that? You didn't teach us how to understand. You taught us on das. I just want to help us be related to what we're learning now. The das is the end product. That's the end the contrary, that's the whole power of the Pasuk. Now, now we understand that, that it's, not, it's not Pshat that the Ebishter taught us something. Ata you showed it to us, Loladas, it became connected, we, we, we connected, we, it was our reality, the Eidim Vade. It wasn't just something that we understood in the abstract. The ultimate, the, ultimately what it comes down is Das, to the, is das. everything is connected to Das. Everything is connected to Das. So that's the ultimate. It's the ultimate, sure. That's the right word. Das is, in, in the Lashon of Kabbalah, Das is called the Maftecha de Kalul Shis. The key to all six, all six Midas. When you have Das, that awakens the Avas Hashem, that awakens the Yiris Hashem, and all the other Midas. And when you have Midas, that automatically leads to Machshav de Bermaisa. You know, the, the Amalek, 
What was it? You know, according to Chassidus, it talks about how. What did Amalek want to do? Kiyad al Amalek cut the name into half. Yudke represents Seichel. Yud is Chachma and He is Bina. And the Vavke represents the Midas, Midas and Malchus. And Amalek wanted to make that, you know, in your mind, you should understand everything. But it shouldn't have an impact on the Midas. It shouldn't have an impact on my feelings and my actual perceptions. And the whole of Das is the remedy to that. How do you get to... Um, the whole idea of Golos, let's put it in different words. The whole idea of Golos is a lack of Das. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that Pare, when Moshe comes to him and says to him, let my people go, what is Pare's response? Lo yadati es Hashem. I have no das. I have no das. I can have chokhmah, I can have bina, but I have no das. And that's why you see this also, it's explained that the word Pare, the name Pare is the same letters as the word Ha'irif. Ha'irif means the neck. And it's explained in the Chassidus, there's something called, there's the Meitzar HaGarin. Meitzar HaGarin means there's the head. And here, here's the, all the, everything we understand is here. And the purpose is that it should flow to the heart. And that which I understand should lead to, to Midah, is to Havas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. But there's what's called the Meitzar HaGarin, which is the narrow straight of the, of the throat. And it, things get stuck there. When there is no Das, so what's in the head stays stuck in the head. And then you can have a person who understands the greatness of Hashem. But in terms of his midas, he doesn't have Avas Hashem, doesn't have Yiras Hashem, and uh, is totally into Ilam Haza. And that's Golos. By the way, and Pari has his, Chassidus explained that Pari has his three helpers that make sure that everything stays stuck over there in the neck. There are the Sar Ha'oifim and the Sar Hamashkim and the Sar Tabachim. And Chassidus explains the role of each one of them. And um, to ma- each one, in a different way, ma- makes sure that everything stays, stays stuck in the head. Which is also again connected to Amalek. And that's Gullus. What is Gullus? Gullus is that when you learn and you understand Hashem's greatness and it doesn't impact your, uh, your behavior. Who, who pulls the Yidin out of Mitzrayim, out of Gullus? Who's the, who's the one who comes and counters Pare? It's Moshe Rabbeinu. And what's Moshe Rabbeinu? Das. That's what we're learning in this Perek. So Moshe, with the power of Das, pulls us out of Gaulus, out of our national Gaulus, not of our personal Gaulus. If I, let me ask you a simple question: If your feelings were were a perfect reflection of everything you know, of everything you learned, and tell you about Hashem, what kind of person would you be? If everything you learned reflected itself, well, you would be You'd be a Gaulid. You wouldn't be in Galos. Talk about in the personal Galos. You wouldn't be in the Galos. You'd have Avas Hashem, you'd have Yiras Hashem, you'd have Simcha, you'd have Betachem, you'd have all the Midas Tavis. The problem is, the Pare cuts everything off. And the main thing is to have Das, because Das is the key to the Midas. Das is what connects you to the, to, the, to the concept, and thereby awakens all the Midas, including the Yiras Hashem, which we're talking about here in this parak. The fourth, yeah. What is this? Maybe it's not the tabbing word. Does Haskell come into this at all? Sorry? Haskell. Right? Has, to be maskil? Right. Um, I think, is a general term which includes Chachma, Bina, and Das. The next difference between Bina and Das, so, with the, the, so far we spoke about the length, the regularity, and the style. And the next difference between Bina and Das is the objectivity. Normally, when you're thinking about something, the difference between Seichel and Midas is that Seichel is objective and Midas is subjective. If you want to understand something well, then you, the best way to understand it is by making sure that there is no ulterior motive whatsoever. You remove yourself from the picture entirely. If you have any interest in it, then you're not going to understand it well. Ki chachamim that when a judge gets shoychad, what's the problem? We're not worried that when a judge gets shoychad, talking about a, a, a judge who's a righteous judge, we're talking about a judge, a tzaddik, and even, by the way, shoychad, as we know, bribery is prohibited, even if one of the people gives the, the judge money and says, I'm giving you this money on the condition that you give a righteous verdict, and I don't care who wins. I'm giving you this money, do the right thing. 
If, so, if that happens, the judge is disqualified. Why? Because shoichad is two words together, shahuchad, that he is one. The moment that the person gets money, he becomes one with the person who gave him the money, and then he can't think straight. He's not going to think straight. He's not going to purposely pervert the judgment. He's not purposely going to give a wrong verdict, but because he has an interest over here, because he's personally connected, so he's not, he doesn't see things objectively. So for Seichel, for Bina, to arrive, at a, to arrive at a correct conclusion, Bina, you need to be objective. You have to take yourself out of the picture entirely. The more you're neutral, the more you'll come to correct. And that's why today, you know, two people, uh, one's a conservative, one's a liberal, one's a this, one's a that. And there are, why, can't, why is it that one of them will never convince the other? Because they're not neutral. They're, they're, they have, they're, their emotions are involved. They're subjective about it. It's not seichel. Pure seichel is when I don't care what conclusion I arrive at. I've totally removed myself. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Which is very weird to find that kind of person. But at the same time, that is the ideal of Bina. So when you're contemplating something to try to understand something, ideally what you need to do is remove yourself from it. It's not about me at all. You're thinking in the abstract. You're thinking theoretically. Das, on the other hand, if you want to connect it, you have to put yourself in it. You have to be a part of your meditation. You remember, in the beginning of the Patriarch Mem, Mem Aleph, so we had over the Alter Rebbe gives, gives us a meditation. He says, now what are you supposed to think about in order to get to Yer Hashem? So he says, you go back over there, look like at this. If you want to follow along, it's on page Nunvav. He says, to contemplate with one's minds, the greatness of Hashem. Think about the greatness of Hashem. And Hashem's sovereignty, His kingship, that He is the king over the higher worlds, the lower worlds. And Hashem fills the worlds and He encompasses the worlds. Hashem fills all the worlds. Wow, thinking about the greatness of Hashem. And then further you think about Hashem, even though that he's, His glory fills the higher worlds and lower worlds, but He, so to say, He leaves behind, neglects the higher worlds. And He wants to be the king over Klal Yisrael. What a, what, a, what a contemplation to bring to Yerush Hashem. And what's the next word that Alter Rebbe says? The Allah Bifrat. And it's not just that Hashem wants to be the king over Klal Yisrael. He wants to be king over me, in particular, individually. Aha! What did we just do? We just took a meditation and you made it personal. You put yourself into it. For Bina, when you're thinking about the greatness of Hashem, there's nothing to do with you. You think about the greatness of Hashem and the grandness of the world and creation and Hashem's chesed and uh, you know, memalakalam and seivakalam and all these things. And that's great for Bina, for comprehension. But for Das, for connection and absorption, I need to connect it. I need to connect it. Now, how do I connect it? It's not enough to think about Hashem's chesed. I have to think about Hashem's chesed to me. It's not enough to think about the fact that Hashem creates the world. And he creates me. And it has to be a very personal. For me to connect it, I have to relate it in a personal way. So that's the, four, the fourth difference between a bina contemplation. A bina is binding One is objectivity. When it comes to bina, the interests of the person who is meditating need not factor in to the meditation. And as I mentioned, in fact, if the person's interests are factored in, that can actually skew the results and make, make a person arrive at a conclusion that's not correct. On the other hand, when it comes to das, the eye that wishes to connect needs to be part of the process. One must contemplate the benefits of living a lifestyle in accordance with one's principles and in accordance with connection with Hashem. So those are the four differences. So this is uh, what Das is all about. And again, it takes constancy every day. And as we saw earlier, what the Friedrich Rebbe says, and after 10-15 years, Mensch. So uh, hopefully in 10-15 years I'll come back over here. I mean, still be coming till then. We'll see, uh, we'll see the results of, uh, of this Perik. You know, Bina, Bet Yud Nun Hey, Bet is 2, Yud is 10, Nun is 50, and Hey is 5. So it's 50, 60, 65, 67. 67. 6 and 7 is Yag, Yag Midot. 
Six and seven is right. Thirteen. It's Yag Midot. Okay. Six and seven is thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen is Yag Midot. I'm not sure what the connection is, but I'm sure there is. Okay. If the if they talk to the Mikubal afterwards, we'll explain it. I'm asking the Mikubal, explain to you what's the connection. If you make yourself Kavanot with Bina, you will have easier to do Yilgimel Midot. Hashem does Yilgimel Midot, not us. To you, you're the Shaliyah. Okay, to be continued. Now, the next thing the Alter Rebbe says is like this. Let's start from page, we did this already last week, but let's start, let's do this a little more inside. Page 118, three lines from the bottom. Now, Rebbe says, some people take a longer time to, to, to get to Das, some people take a shorter time. But even the person who has a very low neshama and has done a virus, makim still, Bekoishi, with difficulty of Chazaka, when a person is determined, determined to, with, with determination and persistence that a person really exerts um, his mind with, with, with incredible depth to think into the greatness of Hashem a significant amount of time there is no question that every person will arrive at Das and therefore to at least the lowest level of Yir Shemayim, which was discussed in Perek Memalaf. Welcome, Meisha Amr Razal. The Chazal tells us from Sechdes Tainus, Yagai to you, Matzasi Tami. That if you, if a person says, "I tried and I succeeded," you believe the person. If the person says, "I tried and I didn't believe," Al Tami. Al Tami. I tried, but I didn't succeed. Al Tami. Welcome, and as it says in the pasuk, Im Tivakeshna Kakesav Chamatmoinim Tichapesna. If you look for it like you look for gold, and you search for it like you search for a, for a treasure, Oz Tavan Yiras Hashem, then you will be able to understand Yiras Hashem. Pirush Kedar Hashem Echapes Adam Matmoin Vo'itzer Hatamim Sachtiyas Aretz, like a person who searches for a treasure that's hidden under the ground. Shachayfer Acher of Biyigia Atzuma that he digs after it with incredible exertion. Kach Tzarech Lachber Biyigia Atzuma. The same thing a person needs to dig with an incredible yegiya, incredible work in toil, legalis, eitzer, shal yirashamayim, to reveal the eitzer of yirashamayim, atzafun, mustar, bebina salev, which is hidden in the heart, in the bina of the heart, shal kalada, misrao, of every single yid. You know, today, it's very popular, you know, with all the self help and the. If you try hard enough, you can do it. Try hard enough, you can do it. Anything you want, anything you put your mind to, you can do. And while that sounds nice, and while that sounds inspirational, it's not true. Everyone has certain talents and certain strengths and certain aptitudes, and uh, not everyone can do everything. Not everyone can do everything. Not everyone can become, uh, you know, whatever they want. Some people's minds work in certain ways. Some people's bodies work in certain ways. And not everything that everyone can do can everyone can do. The Gemara actually says, the Gemara says, when the Gemara says, you guide to you, Matsasi, timing, the Gemara, this is about different Torah. It's not about everything in the world. In other words, well, it's about learning. About learning. But if, but, but if someone comes and says, Yagaiti, I tried to become the top physicist in the world, Valei Matsasi, and I wasn't able to, Timon, you can believe that. You can believe that. In other words, when it comes to Divitera, we say, Yagaiti, Valei Matsasi, Al Tamen. When it comes to Divitera, but not everything. You know, today we believe in egalitarianism and, and, uh, and equality, so everyone can do everything. No, not everyone can do everything. You have your job in the world, and you have your koiches. There's what you can do, which no one else can do, by the way. You're unique, but to say you can do everything, that's not true. Sorry? After five years? They don't see a simon bracha after five years. Here, the Altar Rebbe, however, is coming along and making the statement and saying that every yid can reach Yiddish And if a yid 
doesn't arrive at Yerushalayim after following the regimen, the program that the Rebbe says, says that the Rebbe, Yigaiti v'leimetzasi al-tamen. In other words, he says it in the other way, he says, Yigaiti v'leimetzasi al-tamen, but m'klal hei, not to shemei alav, we can also infer the other way around, that if a person comes and says, I didn't get Yerushalayim, you should know, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't dig. As the Rebbe says, you have to dig for it like you dig for a, for a treasure. But you have to dig for it like you dig for a treasure that you know is there. And that's an important key. It is there. If we're saying that Yiddishamayim is something that I have to achieve, I have to accomplish, so you can say, maybe, maybe you're not made for it. Maybe you don't have the, the, the ability, the aptitude, the talent for Yiddishamayim. Says the Altar no, 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 no. It's bevad idea. It's, uh, there's the H of Yiddishamayim that we're, he used the word bevade. What is the word? Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't use the word bevade. Okay. But the Nakuda is, that the Rebbe is saying that every single yid has this over there. There's a part from the, there's a part from the, um, the, the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev says, there's a Pasuk, where the Ebishter says about the yidin, atam li eretz chefetz. That the Ebishter refers to the yidin as the eretz chefetz, a land, a, a desirable land. The Baal Shem Tev says it's just like, uh, we, we have no idea what's hidden under the land, the incredible resource, excuses, excuse me, the incredible resources that Hashem has embedded within the land, whether it's um, precious uh, metals and, 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 and the oil and, and different minerals, whatever it may be, the same thing is every single yid also is the Eretz Chaifas. Every, every yid has such incredible, precious things um, embedded within the yid, and just a matter of digging. And if you know it's there, you'll dig, and you'll dig, and you'll dig till you find it, because it is there, it's there. So that's a very important Nakuda. We're not, we're not, the, the, trying to achieve Das is not, we're not trying to create Das. We're trying to reach the Das that's within. We're trying to reach the Das and the Yiddishamayim, which we have within us. And, and because every Yid has it, the question isn't uh, if, the question is only how and when, how long will it take to get there. Let's do a little further inside. On page Samach, Shehi, which is six lines from the top. Shehi, Bechina, Madrega, Shalomailam, Azman, this, this Oitzer Shal Yirishamayim, this treasure of Yirishamayim, transcends time. Via Yira, Tivis, Amasuteras, and all, this is the natural Yiras Hashem which every Yid has. It transcends time. It really, it's, it's above time because it's a. Uh, that means that it's uh, it's in the it's on the it's in the in the chiluk of the neshama, which is really transcends this whole world and the whole time, the whole concept of time. Right. It's above time. It's only applicable to this world. The neshama comes from a different world. So that's the problem. The problem is that because it's lamaylam nazman, so the one thing is, so therefore, it's always there. But it's possible that it shouldn't have an impact on that person's life because it's so lofty and so high. So rak shichdei shatavol deyemaisa. In order that this Yerushalayim should come down into this world, in a world where there is time. And to actually, that it should cause a person that he should fear sin. And to stay away from evil. We have to reveal it. From the hidden, where it is hidden. In the, in the Bina of the heart. Which is higher than To bring it into the machshava in the head, lahamikba, and this is by thinking deeply into it, machshavte with one's thought, mashchazman ma, for a significant period of time, ad sheteitze puolasa makoyach alapoyel mamish, until it actually has an effect, and it, it, it goes from the potential to the practical. The haynu liyisurmera vaseitoyv that it should cause a person to stay away from ra, and to do that which is good, but machshava dibramaisa bebnei Hashem. Because the person thinks about the Hashem Hatsoifu Umabit Umazin, Hashem who was watching and looking and listening, Umakshiv, Umaven understands, Lakal Masayu, everything the person does, Ubechin Kliyesa Vilibay, and Hashem is uh, 
looks and sees your insides and knows what you're thinking, what you're feeling. As it says in Pirkei think about three things. Think about these two, that Hashem's eye is watching, his ear is listening, and everything, and you won't do any Avedas. So we have to, our job is to take this Oitzer Shal this very lofty level of the Neshama, and bring it down practically into this world, so that it should have a practical impact, and we should realize that Pasha the Ebesh is watching, and listening, and understanding. Now, this is all very relevant to our Avedah in Aser Simei Tshuva, the Avedah of Tshuva, the Avedah of Mikipra that's coming up, and it's really transformational in the idea of Tshuva. Um, let's take a few minutes a little to talk a little about Shiva. The Rebbe once asked the question, why is it that people sleep? third of our lifetimes are spent unproductively. We were all created to serve Hashem. We were created to serve Hashem for every, every moment of our lives. So why would Hashem create a world and make that human nature should be that we have to sleep and not stam, but a very, very significant portion of our lives. A person lives 70, 80 years, that means they sleep for 20, 20 years, 25 years. Think of that. 25 years of sleeping. A lot of people when they're up, they still sleep. But that's free choice. That's Bechira. That you can't fault Hashem for. They have to fault the person. Why would they wish to create sleep? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get there. But, but you should know that the, the Rebbe's questions, I find sometimes are more instructive even than the Rebbe's answers. Because every question is based on a premise. If you have no premises, you can't have a question. Every question is, because I know or understand X, so therefore I have a problem with this. If there is no premise, there can't be a, can't be a question. So therefore the Rebbe asks unique questions because the Rebbe's premises are unique. And the, the Rebbe's premise over here is that Hashem created everything and everything, everything is perfect, the world, the creation is perfect, and therefore there's no such thing as a necessary evil. So why would Hashem create us in such a way that we have to have sleep? And the Rebbe gives a very deep answer, and I'm not going to give the entire answer, but part of the, part of the answer is what, uh, what you were saying, Chadashim Labikarim. And that is that we all know the feeling of uh, it's around 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we've had a bad day. We've had an unproductive day, and we're in a bad mood, and it's very difficult, it's possible, but very difficult to make that transition in the middle of the day, and suddenly everything's fine. So we go to sleep. You go to sleep for eight hours or seven hours, whatever it may be, and you wake up, and it's a new day. What happened yesterday was yesterday, and today, you have a new day. Today, everything, I could put everything behind me, because today is a new day. So it's a big chesed of Hashem. That he didn't create the yeah, he didn't create the world in one continuum, that we're just it's all one run-on day, one long day, in which case you never get you never get a new start. But every single day we get a new start. We we say my da'ani and we say today Hashem, you restored my Nashama to me, and today everything is uh before they go to sleep, as Morgans or Zain Shanar behind. Tomorrow should be nicer than today. And that, uh, and that split, that uh, helps us. And so why does that have to be eight hours? So if you ever took a nap for an hour or two hours, you know that's not enough to give you a new day. So you, in other words, if you're having a bad day, and it's three o'clock, and you go to sleep for two hours, it doesn't do it. You need the next day, you need the next day. So this is true in a small level when it comes to every day. And it's even more true, and this, I mean, the same concept applies in an even greater way when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. But also, why do, you, why do you have to have every year, everything begins anew? Every year we start anew. Again, it's a big chesed from Hashem that now we're in Tavshanai and Tess and whatever happened last year was last year and now we start a completely new year and we have a, we have a new slate. Every single year Hashem, we clean up, we, we clean, we clean up and we have a new Avedah. 
But the problem is that although it might be a new year, what? It's not a new life. But it's the same old me. <laughs> it's a new year, but the old me. Old, old. So yeah, we're Tavshinayin test. It's not anymore Tavshinayin test. It's a new year, and that's beautiful. But at the end of the day, I'm the same person. I am the same person who I was last week, right? And as we all know, change isn't easy. And as we all know also that the more white hairs you get in your hair and in your beard, change becomes even more difficult because we become even more set in our ways. So how do we... Um, th- that's the big challenge when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, we're trying to do tshuva, we're trying to change. Changing is very difficult. So one of the themes by the Rebbe, not something he spoke about once and not twice and not ten times, not twenty times, but again and again and again, is that shuva doesn't mean to change. Because we're not looking to change. Because change implies that we're bad, and we're not bad. Every single Yid is a beautiful, holy, wonderful neshama. Teshuvah means to return to who we really are. To who we really are. And that's really what we're learning about here in Tanya. About reaching Yiddishamayim. It's not that we have to change in order to be able to reach Yiddishamayim. We're trying to uncover the deepest part of who we are, the truest part of who we are. We have to know that as a Yid, we're all tzaddikim. Every single one of us, that's, that's essentially who we are. The question isn't how I'm going to change. You want to know what the real question is? The real question is, how did I ever do an Avera? The Zoya, the Pasuk, Nefesh Kisechta, the Zoya says, Nefesh Kisechta, a Yid does an Avera, Tevoha. That doesn't make sense. Something doesn't compute, the Zoya says. How does a Yid do an Avera? How does a Yid with an Ashama? A yid who is a chelik alekami mal mamish. A yid who is willing to be meiser nefesh al kedushas Hashem. He'd give up his life for Yiddishkeit. How does he do something so silly as an avera? That doesn't make sense. So what's pshat? How does a yid do an avera? So the Gemara says, "Ein adam avera." Exactly. Elaim ke nichnas beiroshtus. That means that when a yid does an avera, he's not himself. He's insane. And that's really, by the way, what we're doing. We're going to Rashanim Kippur, we go to court and we plead insanity. We tell the Abraham, I'm sorry, I was insane. And you start counting, I was temporarily insane how many times this year? Doesn't make, it doesn't, that doesn't change the fact. All of it is insanity. That's not who we really are. So Rosh Hashanim Kippur, we're doing tshuva, we're not looking to change. We're looking to go deeper into ourselves and to find the real, true me. The true me who wants to connect to Hashem, who's a tzaddik, who the Rambam says that every single Yid, kol echad v'echad mi'israel, reitzel is mi'israel, wants to be a Yid, and reitzel asis kol ha-mitzvah, wants to do every mitzvah, v'reitzel israchik min every Yid, even the Yid who's standing, the Rambam says, and standing and screaming, I don't want to, you should know he's lying. This is the halacha, it's not, it's not Tanya. He's lying, he wants to do mitzvahs, he doesn't want to do an Avera, and Yitzhahara got a little hold of him, he's being insane at the moment. So all we're doing on the Shalim Kippur is we're trying to reach that that we have inside of us. And when we have that perspective, it all changes. I'm not trying, it's not that I'm a bad person trying to change to a good person, that's very difficult. I'm a good person trying to shed some layers of insanity that has come over me over this past year and reconnect to who I really am and to what I really want and to my connection to Hashem which exists within me and is always there and is always at the essence of who I am. Every single Yid, even the emptiest of a Yid is filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. And as the Rebbe explains, a pomegranate is filled with seeds. What is a pomegranate? It is its seeds. When you buy a pomegranate, it's not, oh, so what do I have here? Look, I bought here, I bought some shell. Oh, take a look, there's also some seeds. No, no, you, the, whole, the whole pomegranate is the seeds. That's why you're buying it, that's the ikr, that's the ikr of it. Says the Gemara, that even the most emptiest of Yidin, what are they really? They're the mitzvahs, they're the seeds. They're the, the story about someone who once came to the Rebbe, he wasn't a Lubavitcher, he was another chassid, and uh, of another chassidus. 
And when he came in, the Rebbe asked him, he says that your Rebbe, he recently had a yard site, so there was a yard site, tell me a art that the Rebbe said. So he told the Rebbe that his Rebbe made a seem on a Sechtas Chagiga. And when he got to these words, that even the emptiest of Yidin are filled with mitzvahs, like a pomegranate. So the Rebbe said, this other Rebbe said, I don't understand that uh, if they're so reconning, if they're so empty, how do we say in them that they're filled with mitzvahs like a, like a demon? And the Rebbe said, I also don't understand the Gemara, but my question is the opposite way around. If they're Malayan mitzvahs kirimun, if they're filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate, how do we call them reconnin? How do we call them empty? Mm-hmm. Be- <laughs> There's a person that once came to the Rebbe. There's a video of this. And he told the Rebbe that I have a brother who has no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit. And he asked for a bracha for his brother. And the Rebbe looked at him and the Rebbe says, he has no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit? He is a Yid. <laughs> what do you mean he has no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit? That's who he is. That's what he is. Your job as his brother, the Rebbe says, is to try to reveal that. To say that a Yid has no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit, what does that mean? Yiddishkeit is not something that we can have a shaykhs to or not. It's, it's what we are. It's because at the, at the inside of us. And when we have this perspective about ourselves, the whole tshuva is another tshuva. The whole tshuva is another tshuva. We come and take, we're, we're, it doesn't in any way lessen the regret and the remorse that we feel and the pain that we feel over the fact that we, that we did something wrong. But and we, we understand that it's something I can overcome and I will overcome. There's, uh, I know I'm going a little overtime. I hope you'll forgive me. There's a sikha from the Rebbe on the Haggadah. After all the years being here, I don't remember. I said it once. I didn't say it once. It says in the Haggadah, Vayered Yaakov Mitzrayma Anus al Now the derech of the Vala Gada is that every statement he says, he brings a Pasuk supporting it. But here, just the Baal Haggadah makes our statement. On that when Yaakov, the Pasuk says, Vayir Yaakov Mitzrayma. And uh, the Baal Haggadah adds in, That he was forced to by Hashem. In Achanami, there's the, the Medrash that says that Roiha Yaakov later Bishal Shalai Shal Barzal Yaakov should have gone down, he could have gone down even in chains. He, he was forced by Hashem. But where does the Balagada get this from? Why doesn't he, why doesn't he um, bring a source? So the Rebbe says there's no source necessary for this. Yaakov being a Mitzrayim. The only way that Yaakov could be a Mitzrayim is if Hashem forces him to be a Mitzrayim. Because for a Yid, Yaakov, a Yid, to be in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim means constraints. Mitzrayim. And in Galos and in limitations, that doesn't make any sense because Yid has a neshama. A neshama is a chilek alakamimal. A neshama is bleakvul. How do you fit bleakvul into gvul? How do you fit bleakvul into Mitzrayim? There's no logical way for that to happen. How does so? How is a Yid? How is Yaakov in Mitzrayim? And how is a Yid in Galus? How are we in Galus? The only way is that the Eibrister, who was a kol yachol, he's able to make that a Yid should be in Galus. And this is true nationally. Of Klal Yisrael, and the same thing is every single Yid. The Gullus that we find ourselves in in Avedis Hashem, how is, how, how is it possible that I can be in Gullus, you can be in Gullus, that we did in Avera? It makes no sense. It's honest, Al Piyadibar. The Abishter set up a, a system where this, is, this is becomes possible, although it is really impossible. And what, and what do we take from that, says the Rabbi? That people look and say, you know, we say Mashiach's coming. How can Mashiach come? The world is so, uh, we're so far away from that. So the Rebbe says, the question isn't how Mashiach can come. The question is how we're in Golos. The moment that the Onos al Piyadibur stops, then Golos stops. Golos is not rational. Golos is not logical. The natural state of a Yid is Golos, connection to Hashem. And the same thing is also on every single one of us. We ask ourselves, how can, I, how can I start serving the Eberstein? That's not the question. <laughs> the question is, how is it possible for you to do an Aveira, considering who you are, a Ben Avram Yitzhak, a Yaakov, that you're a, 
that you're uh, you're amikum uh, tzadikim. That's it's it's a whole it's a whole different way, a different paradigm of looking at things. So how's a takish shayich to do an avera? So it's the ruach shtus, and ultimately it's only to empower us to do tshuva. The only reason why Hashem allows us that bechira, that choice, is so that through the avera we can reach even a higher level. Which is through tshuva. But this is based on the Tanya which we're learning today. The idea of knowing that as a Yid, when you're looking for Yiddishamayim, you're not looking to create the Yiddishamayim. You're looking to access the Yiddishamayim. The same thing when it comes to Rashana Yim Kippur, and we're doing tshuva, we're not looking to change, we're looking to reconnect who we are. To put it in different words, we're not even so much trying to clean ourselves as much as we're trying to shed. We're trying to rise above. We're trying to get in touch with that part of ourself where all Avedis automatically fall off because we have no shaykhs to Avedis on that level of connection to Hashem. We should all be zeichetake to have tshuva, the highest level of tshuva, mm-hmm. and we should all have gemarach simateva, and the Eberster should bench us all, the good kibbench tiyar, and all the brachas, so I have one of these refor shalem, I have one of these shaduchim, and parnasa, and, uh, and all the brachas Hashem should give for us and for all of Klal Yisrael, and a year of Gu'ullah and Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Amen.